Hi, everyone. This is Jack, co-host of the Summer Reading Podcast, coming at you live, not live, but not dead either, far in the future, before we even start to tell you that we like to swear. It's an explicit podcast. It's not crazy, uh, but we do say bad words, you know, like fooey, and we call each other cur a lot, like almost nonstop, and uh, what have you. We're good for a good what have you here uh, here and there. So just so you know, if you want to protect your, your delicate paper ears from uh, our, our cutting remarks, um, just be aware of that. So uh, sit back or, I don't know, go for a jog, whatever you do when you listen to podcasts. I'm not your dad. I could be. We don't know. Pretty sure I'm not. Send me a letter. Coming up on the Summer Reading Podcast. You, you know, like, you know about all this flora and fauna, which is... <laughs> Impre- like, I don't know how many 17-year-olds. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, like, you yeah. show them a flower, and they're like, a peony? Like, oh, you know what a peony is. That's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. It's like, oh, that's a uh, poison sumac. I'm like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. podcast the podcast where a professor and a librarian read and review all of the books you were assigned in english class i am your professor my name is jack and my pronouns are he him and i'm your librarian my name is marty and my pronouns are she her and thank you for joining us because today we are reading uh catching fire by suzanne collins this is series week we do this one every five episodes um, and we are now in the middle of uh, probably the best known series of all time. I yeah, I would say is so. Is it the goat? Who's to say? Well, yeah, it. There's some debate that possibly Harry Potter would beat this one out. Yeah. Well. You know, well. Uh, not yeah. canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Marty, how how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good, Jack. We, um, you and I had a very long phone conversation earlier sorry i have louisa with me uh listeners so if unofficial you hear... third host of the summary yes. podcast um so if lulu. you if you hear little lulu she's fine she just ate she's just being a, a baby uh she wants the spotlight she does um, i'm sorry but there's only space for one baby in the spotlight and one marty <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, we so we were we were talking a bit. My life is uh, busy right now. I went back to got work. Got a lot going on. I got some shows coming up that I'm acting in, which is exciting. Um, but life's good. I went on a vacation with my family. That was huge. Um, we like flew on an airplane. Whew. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's like I'm there. <laughs> It was something. It was something. We went for a period of time. We took transportation <laughs> to get there. Then we were there for another period of time. Yeah, yeah. We went to the uh, Then we came home after... Uh, <laughs> after a set number of days. Um, we were on the phone for an hour before getting on to do the show, and you did not talk about the trip almost at all. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it was a good trip. It was a lot of fun, but... 
traveling with two little ones is an adventure all of its own. Um, I don't know when we will be doing that again. So, um, probably, probably high school, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Give it another 15 years, you know, it'll be fine. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. We went to Florida, we saw family, went to the beach. Um, I got a killer sunburn on my back because I was so uber focused on protecting Louisa from the sun that I (laughs) neglected to take care of my own self. Which, yeah, that, that's the worst place, too, because it's, yeah. uh, it's famously the place you cannot scratch. Exactly. Yes. Um, so anyway, that's... that's for, the, a... for the listeners at home, too, Marty is on a different computer tonight. And I have a different headset. <laughs> so if she sounds a little different, um, that is it. Her cat is now sniffing. <laughs> is now sniffing. She, she's got a whole menagerie of living things. There's so much going on right now. Um <laughs> Jack, what's up with you? How are you tonight? Oh my god. So I recently bought a treadmill. Yes. So I guess you could say my mental health is fixed. Perfect. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm, my, I'm, I'm done with having problems. Okay. Yeah. Tread, um, treadmills in, in do my, that. Yeah. 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 It like, helps with the dishes. Um, <laughs> what are other mundane problems? Does it babysit your, your five children? It meal plans. Oh my god, I can't get the kids off of it. I can't. Well, because they all want to be the fastest one, but Bandit's the fastest one. Oh yeah, and absolutely. They come up to me and they say, "Bandit keeps saying that she's the fastest one," and I'm like, "Well, she is the fastest one." And yeah. Apparently, that's bad parenting. <sighs> wah, wah. Assholes. They're in the room too. They can hear this. <laughs> Um, what, what have you, have you named your treadmill? I realized that I forgot to ask I was thinking, no, I was thinking yeah. about that. Honestly, I was like, you know what? This treadmill should have a name too, but I could only think of Harriet. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I was like, what do you, I'm like, well, the only name we have for furniture in this podcast really is Harriet. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so I'm like, yeah, for now. For now that we'll works. Yeah, filler. Oh, you know, you know what you should name it? What? Actually, I I don't want to say this because then what if you hate it and then it's on the podcast? Uh, Just, just. Should I just just say it? it? Okay. Just do it. I think you should name it Marilyn. (laughs) Marilyn? Yes. What about Primrose? Ooh. (laughs) Primrose is good. Um, Primrose. (laughs) Marilyn, the reason I thought of it is because in the Elton John song, um candle in the wind he says they said you are the treadmill and they made you change your name okay yeah uh (laughs) also also i love marilyn monroe so (laughs) there's a lot to process there uh so uh call in now vote now on your phones yeah yeah what's the best name for a treadmill marilyn or primrose (laughs) I have a feeling Harriet's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. I forget. Harriet, Marilyn, and Primrose. I, 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 it's just a bridge club. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right. Let's, let's, let's dive in. Yeah. Catching uh, fire. Um, catching fire. So, uh, Marty, have you read this one before i have this is a second read for me um yeah i read it 
so I think I was reading these as they were being published, question mark, or possibly I read this one, like, I think I might have read them when the first two were already out. So I think mm-hmm. I, and then I had to wait for the third. Okay. This is the second one. Yes. So when, yeah. when these two were so, out. So what I mean, yes. What I mean is okay. I, I think I started the series when two were published. Okay, I was like, uh, there's like some secret. Yeah, no, no. Some secret book between Hunger Games <laughs> and Catching and Fire. And Catching Fire. No, there is not. Not, not to my knowledge. Um, Suzanne Collins, feel free to, to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so, yeah. Avid listener of the podcast. Absolutely. Suzanne Collins. <laughs> she emails us all the time. <laughs> she's there. She's all like, I think you should read Gregor the Overlander. Yeah. <laughs> A much longer series. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this was the second second time reading it for me. Um, I had remembered a good deal, um, but I feel like there were definitely things that stood out to me this time that I, I was like, oh, right. Like, specifically, and we'll talk about this a little more, but I realized how much I start to really love PETA in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, made a no- I made a note of that. I want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so second second time for me. How about you? Have you read this one before? This is my second time reading Catching Fire. Uh, I, I, re- I get emotional reading these books, not because oh, they're such literary triumphs, um, but because I read Hunger Games, I said this last time, but I read Hunger Games with my, my high school book club. Yeah. Um, and the, my high school book club was such a positive experience. That's so awesome. Uh, I love so, hearing that. It was so lovely and wonderful and they fed us. Um, and we did Hunger Games my first year in the club. Cause I think I joined my junior year cause I wasn't, mm-hmm. I didn't start high school like a big reader. Okay. Um, but when I got into it, and then, like, I just loved Hunger Games so much. And my mom was so excited that I was reading and less depressed mm-hmm. uh, that she picked up uh, she picked up Catching Fire and Mockingjay. And then I, I spent, like, one Sunday. I, the first time I read Catching Fire, uh, it was a Sunday. I had, I, I don't even know if my homework was done. But I, like, sat down on the floor in my bedroom, and I spent, like, the, the whole day just reading. <gasps> That's so great. And then uh, the Sunday after that, I did the same thing with Mockingjay. Oh, uh, wow. I, and it, it, I, I was like, because the Hunger Games series was one of my first introductions or my first instances of an addictive read. Yes. Of a straight up, like, I have to read this. And it doesn't I, happen I would lot. agree. I would agree with yeah. that, that this series is highly addictive. Absolutely. It, it is. It's paced in such a way. And I think, like, good YA. Yeah. Really, like I remember when I read Ready Player One for the mm-hmm. first time, mm-hmm. I could not put that book down. Right, right. And then I read it as a grad student writing a thesis, and I was like, I, I can only put this book down. Of course, because um, <laughs> that's what you do. People who people who get graduate degrees in English, I think, actually hate books. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Or or they find they find one one writer that they absolutely love. Yeah, yeah. And become Virginia obs- Woolf, Thomas Hardy. Exactly. They become obsessive about that one author. John Milton. Oh my god. I've Oof. never met a I've never met a John Milton specialist who I wanted to have a conversation with. Oh boy. 
Um, and I, you wouldn't believe how many academic bridges I just burned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, and she's asleep. Thanks, uh, friends. <laughs> yeah, it was, everyone was praying. Everyone was, yeah, helping, helping with the process. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so this this is my uh, my se- my second read, and you know, it's different. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. different returning to these books. Agreed. I, it's, it's funny because I did like in reading it, I was remembering, like I said, I was remembering certain things, completely forgetting other things. And I think elements of the characters and the things that were happening were standing out to me that I like didn't process Mm -hmm. in the same way before. So that's why I love rereading. I know you're not a big rereader, but I totally am. uh, The older I get, the older I get as if I'm fucking ancient um if you're ancient i'm don't you talk to my friend like that fuck off um the more i'm like oh i like those books Mm -hmm. i should read those Mm -hmm. and then i'm like oh i just got swan's way in the mail I seriously cannot believe, I cannot believe that you own that book now. I mean, it's beautiful. It is. Well, I mean, I don't respect the French as a rule. (laughs) Um, Uh, Authors, um, right? Authors. So, (laughs) so, uh, Catching Fire. Let's, let's dig in a little bit. Catching Fire was published September 1st, 2009. Uh, It was a great year for me. Um, Okay. Graduated middle school. Sweet. Um, I think I got my black belt that year. Actually. Ooh, that is good. That is. Um, I didn't read it for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know it was a thing. I just remember the my first exposure to the Hunger Games theory, series was. I said this last time. A friend came up to me, pissed that the local vocational school's honors seniors were reading the Hunger Games in in their class, and I was like, well. Hmm. Um, but books are for everyone. They are. It's true. So, so maybe shut up about it, <laughs> you gatekeeping literates. Um, so, uh, graduated. So the book graduated in two thousand nine, um, uh, and it was published by Suzanne Collins. So I'm actually I am going to go back uh, because I I was feeling this with um, Twilight a little bit. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel fair that to me that I wasn't going through the biography again because it's oh. a different it's a it's a different thing. So just cliff notes on Suzanne Collins' biography. Mm-hmm. Um best known for the Hunger Games th- series. No one's surprised by that. Uh, but she began her professional career writing for uh, children's programming, children's shows. Uh, in particular, she wrote for a, a number of uh, Nickelodeon properties. Clarissa. And then we talked for a a long time about Clarissa. Um, yeah. Explains Sorry. It all. Yes, Clarissa explains I, it all. I forgot the verb for a second. So good. Um, and did that, and so then uh, she wrote the Gregor the Overlander series. Mm-hmm. It was fine. I never read it, uh, but her her series after that was The Hunger Games, and it was an international bestseller. Yeah. Um, it translated into over 52 languages, won a bunch of awards, uh, and is probably after uh, after HP and Twilight. It's probably is yeah. the most, or it's it's in there. It's in the soup. 
It is definitely. It's in the successful soup. Yeah, yeah. Um, of that, so I would uh, I would put it above Twilight, to be honest. You put it above Twilight. I would, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's I don't just know that, if I put it above Twilight. Maybe it's just that I like it better. <laughs> no, it's definitely better than Twilight. I mean, yeah. Like, um, there's no arguing that. <laughs> no, no one's gonna. You can go up to a diehard <laughs> Twilight fan and be like, yeah. Yeah, Hunger Games is better. <laughs> Hunger Games is, as my dad would say, primo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, with that, so do you have anything to add about Suzanne Collins? I don't think so. No, I um, yeah, I actually didn't really do any backstory research on her. So um, yeah. Unbelievable. I know I'm a, a slob. That's <laughs> a slob. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's this book about? So Catching Fire is the second book in the Hunger Games trilogy, not including the prequel that came out a couple oh, years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it takes place a year after the first book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it begins with Katniss and Peeta going on tour, uh, going touring the districts, making public appearances Mm -hmm. and the stakes are high because she's been visited by president snow who's i would say he's the big bad yeah he's he's the big bad who says you better get your fucking shit together or i am going to imply that we're gonna murder you and your family yeah um so they they travel the nation um and they see a lot of unrest Mm -hmm. uh apparently there's talk of revolutions and uprisings sparking across or catching fire yeah if you will across uh-huh. the nation um and then uh then they have to return home and it's revealed that for the 75th hunger games they're going to do the quarter quell which is every 25 years they do you know a very special it's like imagine imagine the super bowl where it's like okay the super bowl is gonna have four teams yeah yeah this year <clears> or <throat> uh the super bowl everyone's gonna like do it without using their right leg right um, right there's yeah. like an It'll extra be something rule special yeah something special yeah so uh, they say that the tributes this year for the hunger games are gonna be from the people who have won the Hunger Games in the past. So the, the former victors, yeah. Of existing victors are going to do it. And so uh, what happens is Katniss and Peeta, they go back into the ring. Yeah. They so, go back into the So wild. The arena. They, uh, there's a lot of politics that happen. Um, and then jumping to the end, uh, instead of a winner of the game, the victors uh, destroy the arena, breaks mm-hmm. down uh, Katniss. Uh, is saved by the uprising rebels and Peta is not he's captured by the capital yeah. um and they're whisked away and then at the very end gail tells katniss that district 12 has been destroyed yeah her her home district her life yeah eradicated yeah. yeah uh with that and so i left out a lot of the new characters in that but i think we'll get get to i them think that's fine yeah and it's anything else you'd like to throw in about no, I think I think the broad strokes bounds. that's like yeah. that's a very good um synopsis of it. So um yeah, I so so what are what are some things that had stuck with you from the last time you read this? Cuz I want to talk oh, about okay. I want to talk about the thing that's that always stuck with me. When so when I read it the first time Yes, exactly. When I read it the first time, I actually thought this was my favorite out of the three books. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Which is crazy because the second book is like never Never the favorite. Yeah. It's never it's never that. Like I think of um Oh, fuck it. Miss Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children. Second book's fine, but I'm not yep. like, oh, that that's the one. Right, um, right. I think about, uh, I'm trying to remember all the series I've read. Uh, Wild Card by Marie Lu. I'm like, oh, the second book? I didn't even want the first book, to be honest. <laughs> um, that, that, that's going to that's gonna piss some people off. Oh, boy. Um, uh, the Raven Cycle yep. by um, Mary Steffeter. Yep. I don't know yep. how to pronounce her last I name. I think it's, so. is it Steve Fodder? Steve? I, I don't Steve, know. I don't know. She, she'll yeah. write in. Yeah, um, clearly. She, she shares an account with Suzanne she, Yeah, she's also a really big, <laughs> big, yeah. big listener. She, she's, good. She's, she's a good writer. I like, I like Maggie's Yeah, no, she's great. Um, um, but the second book is never like, whoa, the big one. But yeah. this was like, oh, my God, this world you know and you're returning to. Yeah. There's all the characters you like. But also, the stakes are raising. And then they're going back and they're doing the good old stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and I think what stuck out was the characters, the yeah. new ones in particular, yeah. uh, because this book is when the first book is like, this is the world and the premise. Mm-hmm. And the second book is like, these are the players. Yeah. And it like dives deeper into the world. Yeah. Like, so, sure. so the thing, the thing that stood out the most to me and for whatever reason, like I, th- I would think about this like randomly that scene in the one of the like fancy parties that they go to at the Capitol where people With are syrup. Yes. Where people yeah. are drinking the syrup to vomit so that they can eat more. I always think about that. And like I was just always like, God, like that's such a it's it's such a small thing to include, but it's so powerful and it's such a like um I I don't know, uh oh, what's the word? It's like this little kernel that tells you so much about how this society is operating and yeah, how the it, like it's the, got a resonance to it. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that that I remembered really sticking out to me, and um, oh my god, and the the stuff with with Peta, the fact that like, because I think I told you in, in the last episode that mm-hmm. we talked about like that. The first book, I'm always kind of like, Peter just, like, doesn't seem that interesting. But in this book, I feel like he, it's, like, Peter's time to shine. And I love that. Like, I love that element of it. So, here's the thing. I wanted to save this to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Because you texted me, like, right after I had finished reading the book. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling the exact opposite. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I was there. Uh, like, I was reading this book thinking like PETA was distilled down to I'm going to protect Katniss. Like I, that is, that was how I was reading him this time. Oh, and so I, I was so reading him in this book being like, oh, I feel like I understand what Marty was saying about the first book. That's and, so and funny Pita. that we have like different, different takes on him in each book. That's yeah. really fascinating. Cause I felt like in this one, he is, He's kind of taking more risks, like like in the very beginning when they're doing the tour and he decides that he's going to like give his money to the family, the families that lost that lost tributes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like such a bold thing. But it's also it's bold, but it's just from for him. It's just from a place of complete kindness. 
Um, and then it ends up having, you know, these horrible a- sort of after effects. Um, but that to me, I was just like, oh, right. Like, this is like showing this side of his character, like how he's generous. He's he's good. He's kind. Um, and uh, I'm trying to remember what else I was going to say. But it was like little things like that. There is there is that element of him being sort of obsessed with protecting Katniss but I also really like the fact that he comes to her and is like, can we just be friends? Like, it's okay if you're not in love with me. I want to still have this connection because, like, we've been through shit together. Like Trauma bonding. Yeah, yeah. And I really, I like that moment, too. Um, so I think it was, like, little, there were, like, little kernels of things that happened that I was just like, oh, PETA. Like, he just became that much more dear to me. Um Definitely more so than Gail. Gail, I, I still... And it's intentional, too. Yeah. Like, there was a post... I almost sent it to you, but there was a post talking about um, how all of the themes that Suzanne Collins explores throughout the Hunger Games trilogy mm-hmm. were... Like, the things that she was critiquing were the things that the media was doing when they were making the movies. Yes. Um, oh, my God, one yes. Of, one of the things was, like, the forced love triangle right right uh, which is something that like the books actively try to work against because they're trying to promote a certain angle yeah uh and and and, like trying to control like the the romantic narrative as it is yeah uh and then you make these movies and the movies are like oh it's like team edward team jacob it's team pina team gail and it's it's like you read the books it's like is there is there a contest I don't is think, there a contest? I don't think there is. And I don't think, I, I think it's very clear in the way she writes it that Gail is the guy that everyone assumes Katniss is going to marry because they hang out together all the time. And like, mm-hmm. that's how like their society, yeah, like that's how their society works, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, because they, they essentially are living in like a village kind of setting, right? It's not like they can mm-hmm. travel and meet people from other districts. It's like, oh, we like live down the road from each other. We go to school together. We talk a lot. Let's get married. Like <laughs> that's, that's how their life would work. Um, and, and PETA, like they, they wouldn't necessarily cross paths because they're from sort of a different caste, right? Like mm-hmm. he's, he's more the uh, merchant, merchant caste. Yeah. So. Which is the caste that has money in yeah. district 12. Right. Right. And still be oppressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Can we talk about the, the violence in this one, too? Because. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I. I it's a book about. It's a series about murdering children. Yeah. So if we don't talk about if we don't talk about violence at all. I feel like the violence. So the violence changes in this one. I, I don't know if you agree with that, but like. There's so well, much. I, I think the public whipping. Yes, it's uh, it's it, like the the emphasis is more on the capital's violence to the districts, or the yes. So uh, uh, like a violence as a means to maintain a semblance of order. Yeah. Because uh, we even have a new character in this. I don't remember what his name, but the head peacekeeper. Right. He's like the hard ass who's like, I'm going to make sure everyone stays in line. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then the way that it works there is it's they bring out Gale and they start mm-hmm. beating they beat the shit out of him. Yep. Um, and then it's the three victors 
who yeah. are like, mm, 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 they waggle yeah. and they, they go, mm, I don't think so, mister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and it's crazy, but it's also like, I think you're correct. Like the violence changes and it's like the, they, they sort of peel back the drama of mm, it, mm-hmm. I would say, where it's like the, the Hunger Games was, they were still games. Right. In there, but right. now, now it's a means of okay. If we don't use this violence, people's lives are gonna change. Yeah, uh, and so there's like more anxiety, and it's also like there's there's that sort of undercurrent where like Hamish and Katniss's mom have that moment after Gail is whipped and she's healing him, where they have this kind of look to each other and they're like, oh, it's like the before times. Like, it's like mm-hmm. how it was, you know, before, like, before these kids were here. Like, Katniss doesn't remember public public whippings, but clearly her mom does. Um, and so that's, I don't know, that whole undercurrent changes things too. And it's just, I guess the thing that stood out to me a lot is that there's much less emphasis on violence between... Um, the players in the game and it's much more so about what's happening outside the arena. Yeah. In a way that the first book was not. I, my brain's not letting me think about things other than this. I need to talk about the very beginning of the book. Okay. Yeah. Really. And then when, when my brain sort of relaxes on that, no, it's fine. It it can circle back. Um, I don't remember even though we read it like a month ago, I don't remember if Hunger Games, the book, was like this. But the beginning of this book, and it happens throughout, but it's so front-loaded with so much fucking exposition mm-hmm. um, that I, I could not believe my younger self had read this and was just like soaking it all up. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Because it's so much... This is what happened the last year. They, we did this, and we did this, and they did this, and that person did that, and then this th- this person did this, and this, and uh, th- because Suzanne Collins is like a conscious writer, mm-hmm. she's able to frame it with like, she, Candace isn't just saying all the stuff that happens. She's still doing something, right? Like right. she's running errands, yeah, and and it's a useful tool because when you run errands, you like walk around and you do it, but and you and yes, you bump into people, and yeah. There's so much detail about the character Greasy Say. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And Greasy Say is never fucking important. I know. Yep. Never. Yep. And I, I'm like, is Greasy Say going to, like, uh, uh, like, join the resistance? Is Greasy Say going to fucking murder President Snow? <laughs> when is Greasy Say going to be important? Why is there so <laughs> much, there's so much paragraph here and so little Oh, God, that's story. so funny. And, and I'm, like, losing my fucking mind being like, okay, yeah, okay, so this is what Hamish was doing. He was drinking. Okay, the thing he does. Right. <laughs> um, oh, Peter was painting the thing he did in the last book. And okay, oh, and he bring, he brought you bread. Well, that's a first. Um, <laughs> like lose it, losing my fucking. That mind. is so funny. Oh my god. And and then like you get into the story, mm-hmm. and it still has that exposition throughout. But it's not until you hit the point where the exposition is like, okay, and this is what this thing is. Um, 
to the point where I'm like, Katniss actually knows a lot. Like, she pays attention in history class. Yeah, yeah. Like, like she she knows her sh- Like, oh, okay. Y- you know, like, you know about all this flora and fauna. Which is <laughs> impressive. Like, I don't know how many 17-year-olds. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, like, you yeah. show them a flower and they're like, uh, peony? Like, oh, you know what a peony is. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. It's like, oh, that's a uh, poison sumac. I'm like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. Get, get a load of get a load of this person over here, um, but like it's so it's so heavy handed. We're just like look out, and it's it's sort of I think it's one of the cardinal sins of world building. Mm. Um, despite the fact that I mean it's still a very successful book and it does yeah. it really does what it wants to do. Yeah. Um, but so so much sci-fi and fantasy there's so much so many writers out there mm-hmm. that are like this is the world and to understand it uh i'm gonna tell you like this backstory or we're gonna have an we're gonna have a prologue it's like this is the war that divided the 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 blue guys from the red guys but what about the and, maps what about the maps that they include in books you know i like, love a map I do too, actually. I, lo- I love a map, yeah. because because that's that's not that's not exposition. That's like, oh, look at this, look at this one. You can flip back to it's like, oh, where is this? Yeah, yeah. I just read. Um, I think I'm gonna pronounce uh, their name wrong, but I just read the book Perdido Street Station oh, by yeah. uh, China Meville. Meville. Okay. Um, sounds right. And uh, it won it like won a bunch of awards. It was very. It took forever. I read. I read. I read like two longer books this month. Oh boy! I was like, "This is taking so fucking long." <laughs> um, but it was a very good book, and one of the things that I enjoy about Perdido Street Station for anyone who's like looking for a book that's like a good example of world building. <laughs> good example. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Jack. Um, <laughs> uh, in Listen, my opinion, professor. a good example. Um, <laughs> it's a book where you learn about the world as the characters experience the world. Okay. You, you don't know it's like, oh, well, you know, we have a fascism problem here. Like, they don't say that. They're just living their lives in the world, and you can tell from their actions and their thoughts and, it and their unfolds. perceptions of the stuff. It, it un- unfolds naturally, and there's a map oh, at the beginning of the book. Very um, nice. Uh, it's good. And so at the beginning of Catching Fire, when you have, like, this fucking, it's like, greasy say, who the fuck cares? That's so funny. Who the fuck? fuck cares and, and they a greasy say for the most part only exists in yeah. exposition no it's true yeah like katniss is like oh yeah i went and got some stew from greasy say at the hob and i saw a peacekeeper there yeah <laughs> it sounds like the setup of like a joke <laughs> so greasy say a peacekeeper and a rabbi walk into a bar <laughs> one of them says hey am i gonna deny you your fundamental rights oh my god so I, and so, like, I, I can't, like, like that that was it. And so, like, after that, after I stopped rolling my eyes, I was like, okay, finally. Mm-hmm. Finally we get into it. Because when I think about Catching Fire, I think about the games at the yeah, end of it. Yeah, same. I know. I, the beginning is a little bit draggy. I agree. It, yeah, I'm like, wow, yeah. okay, so now we're here. And now we're here. I think and the... now we're here. The parts that were important in the beginning are, like... President Snow coming and threatening her. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, obviously that needed to happen. On the tour, well, that, I don't know, does that count as the exposition? 
Well, Snow- when they're on the no, tour, the, I, I would say that the the tour. I, I would say everything that happens on the tour happens very deliberately. That's what. Yeah, I agree. Um, ju- but just because something's deliberate doesn't mean it's necessarily interesting. No, true. Because um, when I was reading the book, I haven't read it before. I was I was just like, wow, we're taking forever to get into mm-hmm. the quarter quell mm-hmm. announcement. Like I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make a guess. I think that that happens on page 174. Okay, take a look. Let me know. I don't have my copy with me. Ah, da, 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 da. 173. So I was wrong. <gasps> I went over. Price is right rules. Wow, Jack. That's impressive. I'm going back into the arena. Oh, my um, God. Well, I was waiting for it. I was like, I've gone through so much book. Yeah. And, and the thing I know of the book to be yeah. is just not even, it's not happening. Like, even in the, the original Hunger Games, I, I was like, okay, it's the Hunger Games day. Right. That's how it starts. So yeah. y- you, she wakes up, they get ready, she gets called, she's whisked away, and then it's the Hunger Games. Yeah. This yeah. book, it's not like that. She is getting ready to go on tour, and then mm-hmm. she's on tour for a period of time, mm-hmm. and then it's the announcement of the Hunger Games. Right, right. And then it, it's like that. And so I'm like, the, the pacing is so much... The pacing is a departure from the first book, but the structure is nearly identical. Yes. Yeah. Which is this interesting play because this is like, Catching Fire is like, okay, we have to end the series. So we have to set everything up so we can right. end it right. in the next book uh, and do that. So well, I'm, I'm rambling now. but No, it's okay. I wonder how much of that is like her, Suzanne Collins, trying to play up the politics and the political intrigue that is happening Mm -hmm. behind the scenes. Because if you do all this extra exposition, you're reminding the reader, these are the conditions that everybody's living in. And then it's like, I I don't know. I'm just thinking about it from like a plot device point of view. Right. Can I build off of that? Yeah. Yeah. I've been talking for for a million years. Yeah. That's fine. um, I love a political drama. Yeah. Right. I'm a sucker for a political drama. Yeah. I think it is very difficult to write a political drama mm-hmm. through the first person perspective. Yes. Um, I I agree with that. And I, mm-hmm. the whole, <laughs> this is so bad. The whole time I was reading this, I was just like, fucking Katniss, like get with the program. Like, why do you not see what is going on around you? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, she, it's interesting because like it's not like she like you said she know she knows the world that she lives in right like she understands mm-hmm. things but sometimes it just felt like so uh it would take her so long to understand these people are not against me these people are on my side like yep. kind of read read between the lines and get these little codes you know um that like Hamish is laying out for her essentially and and i would yes and it's so it's so frustrating to read it and be like oh why aren't you seeing it you know but then i know if if it were me i also probably wouldn't see it for what it was you know so i i feel like there are these subtle inconsistencies with katniss's perspective yeah where i think one of the things that helps Katniss make a name for herself with things like the game makers mm-hmm. is that she is pissed off mm-hmm. and she doesn't hide that she's pissed off. But then she has these moments where she plays their game, like moments when she's on Caesar Flickerman, mm-hmm. 
when she's on late night with uh, <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. Um, <laughs> he's like, wow, that's great. So, oh my God, the baby. So that's really cool. That, oh my God. So, so wait, let me try to understand this. So you, okay, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, when she plays, when she starts to play the game, I'm like, that actually feels incongruous mm-hmm. with everything else that she, because no, like, I think one of the things that's important to her is staying true to herself and yeah. not giving giving them what they want. Yeah. But there are these moments where she gives them what they want, and right. it, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like she's this really innate strategist. Mm-hmm. It it just feels like it feels like a lapse in yeah. what she was planning on doing anyway. Um, the point where I feel like she's being a little hard on Hamish. Uh, I agree. She is a, she, she is a teenager. So I'm right. trying to remember. She is a teenager, but I do think she's unnecessarily hard. I totally agree with I, you. I, I think he's actually pretty good at keeping her alive. He's amazing. And and it's interesting because it's like the whole time that like she was in the when she's in the arena for the first time, like there are so many times that she's like pissed at him. But then she she can kind of figure out like this is his way of telling me like, no, if you only give PETA a kiss, you're only getting a bowl of broth. You got to like, give me something, you know, like Mm -hmm. give me something interesting um, to sell to the sponsors essentially. So she like, she can read that, but then there's all of these moments. Like when he tells her, remember who's, who's actually the enemy. And why doesn't she just, like, understand what he means then? Like, why, why doesn't she get that, like, yeah, I'm sending you these tributes who are actually there to support you and help you, like, know that I have your back. Like, it's it's just so frustrating to read that and to know that, like, she's like, oh, you know, that guy's going to put his trinet in me. Like, he's going to kill me. And I'm like, no, you <laughs> idiot. Like, he's, he's clearly uh, that is, helping you. And that is you. direct dialogue from the book. <laughs> It's the beginning of the Hunger Games. She's in the water. She's like, oh, that guy is going to put his trident in me. He's going to kill me. <gasps> I just realized how incredibly dirty that sounds. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, let's make a different joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was not intending it to be that way. I like I like Dare famously has a three-pronged penis. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about Finnick? Yes. Okay. I want to talk about Finnick, and then I want to talk about Johanna. Yeah. Joanna. I don't know how to pronounce. I, I always read it as Johanna, but... Johanna. Johanna. So Finnick. Yeah. F- Finnick, what a, what a character. I know. I what know. Oh, and I want to talk about Beatty and Wyrus as well. I want to uh, go through... Yeah, okay. I want to go through the other victors. Yeah, let's do it. As we do. So let's start with Finnick. Mm-hmm. Almost no critique. He's I, a, I mean, he's a stud, right? <laughs> he's, he's a stud. He's a sweetheart. I don't. I, yeah. Who, who, I don't know who played him in in the movies, but he was very handsome. I believe it. I I don't think I ever saw the second movie. I think I only saw the first movie. That's the good one. Yeah. I was okay. reading an article a couple days ago, um, and they literally said it was like one of those pop websites where they talk colloquially. It's not like mm-hmm. New York Times, but it was like the the Hunger Games was was an international bestseller and it made uh it made four movies mockingjay particularly was made into two and in brackets bad movies oh my god that's too and i funny. was like whoa i watched them whoa. recently not impressed yeah um 
But I think also because I think Mockingjay is the least impressive book. For I me, agree. But yeah. Well, but uh, maybe well, I'll change when I reread it. Yeah. Um. Uh. But uh, Finnick just really he's a really good character to the point he like is, yeah. After you know everything there is to know about Finnick, it makes me angrier at Katniss. And it makes me like, oh man, can't we have a Finnick book? <laughs> like. <laughs> I want to know, like, I want to know his story. I want to know what it was mm-hmm. like for him in the arena, you know, like, yeah. In fact, I, I think Suzanne Collins might be missing out on, like, a series of books. It's like, um, do you, are you familiar with the Stephanie Plum books by Janet Ivanovich? No, there, I do not There's, like, those. 28 of them. Okay. 28 plus. And every book is a different case. She's a bounty hunter. Oh, um, fun. She, uh, she's like a hard luck bounty hunter in Trenton, New Jersey, who works I for love her cousin that. going out there. I, I it, like I used to listen to the books with my mom. Mm. Um, and every book is like another case. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suzanne Collins could have a career writing Hunger Games books with each of the different victors. Like Absolutely. The, the Johanna Mason Hunger Games, the yeah. Finnick Hunger Games, the Beady Hunger Games, the Wyrus mm-hmm. Hunger Games. The fucking Ido Baria, mm-hmm. uh, Hugger Games, um, like like I think it's, I think she'd make money off. She of that. totally would. Absolutely, I, I'd say minimum ten thousand sales for each of those books. Oh yeah. Minimum. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so if you're listening, Suzanne, you know you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Finnick is a great character, uh, and then I think. I think we learn more about him in the next book. Yeah, and I think I I had forgotten the whole thing about like him and Annie, the the girl that he that they're using the the mocking Jay voice to torture him yes. with. I had forgotten about that whole storyline. Um, I re- yes, I think I re- yeah I think I remembered him as like being like the stud who was like kind of cocky but ended up being a good guy overall. Um, but yeah, I was so frustrated while reading, like when he initially forms that alliance with Katniss and she so instantly is like, he's going to fuck me over. And I'm like, what has he done? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I get that you're in like you're in arena mind f- mindset, but like he has done nothing to indicate to you that he's going to fuck you over. Like, come on. Nothing. She nothing. just doesn't like him. Yeah. Yeah. She's she just, just doesn't like, like him. She likes Max. Yes. Yes. And like, but that's, and so you think, you think that you could put that together because I think that's another example of like Hamish actually earning his keep. Yeah. Is when we have someone like Johanna, Mm -hmm. who's actually working to try to form an alliance with Katniss. Right. Who said, Hamish told her if she wanted an alliance with Katniss, she needed to save Wyrus and Beatty. Yeah. And she fucking does that. Yeah. I know. I know. She does that. And I'm like, are you fucking, honestly. Candace isn't worth it. She's she's not the brightest bulb all the time. <laughs> she's just... not the brightest bulb. And I even say, like, a lot, almost all of Katniss's power is symbolic. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm fucking like, we just get a different symbol. Yeah. No, I, to- I, I totally agree with you. And I think, I actually think that the, that that is a big part of the way the story is written, too, is that she, I think she kind of knows that she's a figurehead by the end of it. Like... I maybe I'm totally wrong, but like I I don't think that she has um uh, she has guts, but she doesn't have she has guts. <laughs> uh, I concede. 
<laughs> but she doesn't have like the the she she doesn't actually have the fire that is like her symbol. I I yeah. don't think you know like and every time and every time they say I am the girl on fire, I kind of roll my eyes yeah, now. I'm like, I know. I'm like okay, it's when they do that where I'm like oh this is YA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like oh okay, uh, okay. sure. Yeah. I mean, really what it is, is that everybody around her is supporting her. Like, everyone around her is supporting her so that she can be this leader without actually doing that much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. She, she made a couple good unintentional plays. Mm-hmm. And then the story, like, that's part of it. The story runs away from her. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like it's there. It's it's intentional. Everything's deliberate. That's the, it is. I know. That's why it's deliberate. a good. It's it's why it's a good book. <laughs> um, so uh, Johanna Mason. Yeah, she's great. She's great. I I really like her. Um, gave her my number. Hasn't called back yet. Mm. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I think is interesting about Johanna is that she is name dropped in the first book. Is she? She is. So we know that there's a victor named Johanna from the actual Hunger Games. I don't um, remember that. Wow. One, it's, in, it's in one line and it's you really breeze by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that struck me because President Snow is nowhere in the first book. Mm. Absolutely nowhere. Which is crazy because in my, in my mind, right. it, it makes me feel like, that means Johanna's going to be a bigger character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to be a bigger character, and she's sort of do. But I feel like it's this very writerly thing. Mm-hmm. It's like this is a detail that you just pluck a seed you planted, and you go back to it. Yeah, and then you bring it back, and you and you do that. Uh, but I'd be like, uh, honestly, with the role that President Snow plays, yeah, comparably to how Johanna appears in the narrative, yeah. Um, I would I would have expected him to be name dropped at least once. Yeah, that's fascinating. In the first book, which makes me wonder like, okay, how much of this book was organically crafted? Where it's like you're just Collins is just sort of following this thread and these details sort of crops up. Um, because I'm like, okay, I, I think about villain you have villain growth and you have villain decay. Yeah. So villain decay is um, when you have a very important villain early on in a story that becomes uh, less and less of a threat comparably mm-hmm. as the stakes heighten over time. Um, so a fantastic example of this is in the Avengers movies where you have in the first Avengers movies, the villain is Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, spoiler alert, in uh, <laughs> Infinity War, Loki is killed... Yeah. by the big villain. Yeah. And so you sort of see how sequentially like these power structures uh, uh, shift. Mm-hmm. And we don't really have that with President Snow. It's just like, oh, this is a spooky guy. Yeah. The blood, the blood and roses. Ooh. The blood, the blood and roses. What a cuck. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so we have that. So that, that was one of the, because I think Johanna's such a great, character mm-hmm. and she's so she's well-rounded and she's entertaining and she's brash yeah she's so um, so brash and i love that and i that's i think that's the thing i love about both finnick and johanna mm-hmm. is that they just like they call out katniss's like prudishness 
in this way that I absolutely love. Like, mm-hmm. It's just like. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It, it's to the point where like, I kind of wish one of them mm-hmm. was the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, but this still, they're, they're fine books. Um, and then last, I want to talk about Wyrus and Beatty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for me, and then I'm like, uh, and then there's probably all, we'll probably have to talk about the ending, right? I guess, yeah. We probably should. The ending. Probably Cinna. We should talk about Cinna oh, as well. Oh, Cinna. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote Cinna sad face in my, yeah. <laughs> in my notes. I love Cinna. I, I, yeah. He, I would also Fantastic read. Fantastic character. I would also read a Cinna book. 100%. Yes. Like, how does he become a designer? How, like. Where, where, what district is he from? Like, like, mm. I, I don't know. It's all of that. I, I love him. Um, I think he's from the capital. I think that's. Is he I from the capital? All the designers, I think, are from the capital. Okay, interesting. Yeah, but I just like, I, I, there's something about the way he is using his art as rebellion. I just, I love mm. that. It's like he, what, what, when he's Peta, also deliberate. Yeah, and when Peta paints the picture of Rue. And that's his like, whatever his fucking display to the judges. What I, I can't even remember what it's called. <laughs> God, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like demonstration. Demonstration, I guess. Um, like things like that. I maybe it's because I'm a sap for art, but I'm just like, oh, like art is power. Yes, yes. Um, and so, and every time Cinna designs a dress. I'm just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Well, Sin is responsible, like for like yeah. the girl on fire. Yeah, exactly. Brand. Yeah, he is. He, wow. He's the only one I trust with like the. We're gonna make you the girl on fire. Right. Right. Uh, and then when other people are like, "You're the girl on fire," I'm like, "Get out of here." That's Sinna's Fuck job. Off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, and then because we're on Sinna, um, because. Uh, President Snow said wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Gonna put her in a wedding dress. So he takes the material and he makes it into a dress that catches fire and turns into a dress that he actually likes. Yeah. It's so uh, great. Fantastic. It's really great. Um, it's on the nose. So <laughs> no one's like, hmm, what was he doing? Yeah, right. Uh, with that. Uh, and then they murder him for it. Poor Sinna. Uh, and they do it in the most fucking... Brutal, brutal horrible way. way yes in front uh, of katniss which is when i i was like the first person is really working yeah here yeah um because it's always like um there's this uh the book series chaos walking by patrick ness oh yeah okay uh there's three books it's the knife of never letting go which i think is a great book mm-hmm. um and i i also think uh, I've read quite a bit of Patrick Ness. I think that's my favorite of his. Yeah, yeah. Including the sequels, um, The Ask and the Answer and Monsters of Men. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens in those books is each book adds a narrator. Oh, cool. Um, I don't remember their names, but it's the first book, it's the boy. And then the second book, it's the boy and the girl. And the third book, it's the boy, the girl, and the alien. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. those are those are, and I think it's a it's an interesting way to sort of follow changing uh, 
political dynamics as yeah. things grow. Yeah. I, I don't know how successful it was for me in in that particular series, but it was a way to say, like, okay, we want first-person narration, but we still want political drama. Yeah. And how can we do a political drama without showing multiple sides of politics? Right, right. Um, and doing that. And so when Cinna is murdered, mm-hmm. um, I think that is actually a very effective way to show the political drama through a first-person perspective. Because yeah. you can see how uh, rebellion or uprising is trying to be quashed right. in front of the symbol of the of the uprising. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it is more, like, that is a more powerful moment even than what happens on the, on the tour when the, mm-hmm. when the families are kind of, are like murdered for. What, yeah. When the men are, yeah. when the old man is beaten down. Yes. Yes. Um, I think that that, because that isn't something, it's not quite as personal for, yeah. for Katniss, you know, like, like having Cinna killed in front of her. It's, I mean, he's like her family at this point, you know, um, and I, I thought that was a nice detail that Collins includes that, like, they actually do form a friendship. Like, they talk on the phone. He's helping her, like, pretend that she has a, a talent to show to the Capitol or whatever. Um, He's and, in her corner and she yeah, believes that. Yeah. And she, like, she really connects with him in a way that she doesn't with really anyone else in the Capitol. Yeah, not with Hamish, not yeah. with any of the assistants. Yeah, Right. Let's do that. It's it's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. Um, okay. So actually I actually think we could save Wyrus and Beatty for next time. Okay. Yeah. That works. Um Wyrus and Beatty, they're the the tributes from District Three. Victor's yep. District Three, known for its technology. Mm-hmm. Uh that's its thing. And they, they give Katniss the sort of the Hey, nudge, nudge. That's where the force field is. Nudge, nudge. Hey, this is a plot device that's going to be important <laughs> yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they do that. And I love, I love those characters. Yeah, they're great. I, I think they're very, they're very good. They're well written outcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Beatty in the movies is played by Jeffrey Wright, who I really like. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, yeah, I did. When I was watching the movies, I'm like, "Hop, ah, Westworld, Westworld." That's so funny. Oh my god! Uh, select James Bond movies. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, but he's more important in Mockingjay. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna circle back when we when we get to Mockingjay with them. Yeah, um, that works. Be- because I, because uh, we're coming close to rabbits. I know. I know it. I've been and watching. And I think the time. we should talk about how the book ends. I think we should too. Absolutely. So, catching fire. <sighs> the games fail. Yep. Several of most of the victors are dead. Yeah. Uh, but several of them are either Whisked collected away. by the capital yep. or collected by the rebellion. Yep. Um, and uh, at the very end, they're on a plane. It's Hamish Finnick. Plutarch Heavensby, yeah. the head game maker. What a name, um, right? Played Plutarch. by Philip Seymour Hoffman in the <gasps> movies. Oh, rip. Um, and uh, Gale is there, but he's like the dramatic Gale is there also. Yeah. Oh my God. It's me, also Gale. <laughs> and Gale said, <laughs> I'm going to put my trident in you. It's me, also Gale. <laughs> 
Um, and and Gail has the big reveal that ends the book. There right. is no District Twelve. Right. Um, which is big because you know, throughout the series, they say that there is there was District Thirteen. Yep. And which then they find mind out. graphite. Right. Slash nuclear power. <laughs> that they. <laughs> Carpet bombed and got rid of, and then they do that actually with District Twelve, mm-hmm. um, and it's a it's a huge mic drop. Yeah, yeah. Greasy I mean... say, it's like <laughs> Greasy say, the best character in all the Hunger Games. I wonder if anyone is like, yeah, my favorite character in the Hunger Games, Greasy say. <laughs> Greasy say, Greasy say. That would be uh, Harriet's so... favorite. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, so the, I would say the, the ending is so fucking crazy. I I really love it. Um, but it's one of those that like, yeah, it drops, you know, the, the arena implodes. I don't know. The, the force field collapses. Sparks, fizzles. Yeah. And everything falls apart. And the fact, I think Katniss being, taken by the rebels and she's sort of like in this haze where she doesn't know who's taken her like she thinks it's the capital um and then sort of discovering that the rebellion is alive and and kicking and plutarch was actually part of it and like all of that it is it's just this like it's this fucking bomb that's dropped but there's there's always a part of me that when i read that district 12 is gone i'm like wait a minute are they just are the rebels just saying that in the same way that the capital said that about 13? Do you know what I mean? Like is there that oh, part of yeah. you that like wonders? I I think cuz we don't know about 13 yet when we have that bombshell. Yeah. I is that a is that an insensitive choice of words? Uh no, I I, when I we have a bo- <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I mean we have we have the the knowledge from the two like runaways that Katniss runs into, right? Mm-hmm. Who's who say that they're going to District Thirteen? Oh, okay. Yes, that's right. Sorry. And we have the clue. The best characters. The best ones. Yes, we have the clue of like the the mocking. I think it is a mocking Jay on the yeah. screen, right? In the the video footage that they use every time. So I don't know. There, there's always this part of me that reads that, and it's like, first of all, I'm like, oh my god, Katniss's home is gone. Like, she has nowhere to go, nowhere to turn to. But then there's part of me that's like, well, wait a minute. Are they just saying that so that she will stay with them? Like, is this a rebellion doing the same shit that the Capitol did? And I, saying, okay. I see that. Do you know what I mean? Like saying, like, well, now, now we are your home. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's it's a totally then the sitcom music starts playing <laughs> three is company too it's a t- it's a totally like fucked up way to think about it but it's also because it's a political drama that i'm like even like both sides of politics there's gonna be some shady shenanigans you know mm, and so shenanigans yeah shenanigans so there's part of me that always wonders like is this true or are they saying this to her to ensure that she stays with them, that she is angry enough, that she is committed enough? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I I feel like that's, that's like, 
like really high tier thinking. Yeah, it probably I is too. Like, yeah, I don't feel like like I feel like that would be a really impressive <laughs> um, ploy. Yeah, but I I I don't feel like that's like the Hunger Games works on those levels no i'm sure you're right and i and this is me this is me like reading it and being at first like oh my god and then like like, yeah i mean you're you're taught to be distrustful (laughs) yeah and this is like how that manifests yeah exactly i think it's a totally valid read reading yeah though we know it's wrong yeah well you know (laughs) it wasn't up (laughs) what about you what's your what's your feeling when you read that bit i i was uh i don't say this lightly when i first read this book gobsmacked Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because it's such a hard book to tell where it's going yes especially for like the first uh 172 pages (laughs) (laughs) because there's a there's a moment like you're wondering is like is katniss going to have to mentor another kid right in the arena which i think would also be a very interesting book it would um is katniss going to have to be impregnated by PETA? (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> wink um, <laughs> he comes with bread um and so uh like but for the most part it's like okay what is mm-hmm. go it's like what is going to happen mm-hmm. it in the first book it's the day of the hunger games you know she's going through the hunger games right like that's it this is the second book, and so much of the book is this is the world, these are the players, this is what we're fighting against, This these are the sparks. But it's so much, like, detail yeah. that it doesn't, it doesn't have, like, the clarity of structure that mm-hmm. the first book has right. when you're trying to, to follow it through. And it's very satisfying in so many different ways. But yeah. when you finally get to that last moment where it's like, yeah, everyone you knew is dead. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa, it's... It, one, it's a bombshell, and two, it makes total, total it, sense. I'm, it does make total sense. I have the hiccups. I'm getting <laughs> choked up. I'm like, I, they, they took Gracie's say. They took Gracie's say from us. Not Gracie's say. Where will we Not. get squirrel stew? <laughs> the hub. Oh all the God. other wacky characters there. Those wacky folks at the hub. I always picture the, the cantina from Star Wars. Star Wars. They're playing jizz music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With that. Okay. Uh, it's time for rabbits. You want to go into it? Let's do it. All right. Rabbits. I hate rabbits. If there's anything I hate more than a rabbit, it's two rabbits. Hello and welcome to Rabbits. This is the segment at the end of the show where we rate the book on a scale of none to five rabbits. We're allowed to do a decimal rabbit. Just don't think too much about what it means to give something half of a rabbit. Definitely don't. Uh, So, Marty, Catching Fire by Suzanne Collins. How many rabbits are you giving this one? So, this is, I'm, I'm embarrassing myself. I forgot to write down how many rabbits I wanted to give it. Um, so I'm going to, oh no, I did write it down. Three and a half. Three and a half? Three and a half. Yeah. It's a solid book. It's a fun read. I'm glad I read it again. Um, I do agree with you about the pacing and it's funny because I don't think I didn't write that down in my notes, but as you were saying it, I was like, yeah, 
yeah, what the hell? Why is it so slow? (laughs) (laughs) um, And I'm guessing part of that is just to like lay the groundwork for the political intrigue. Um, But still, it was a little... Is, well, well, is a little book much. book one is like a story and book two yeah. is like a world yeah yeah um but i like it i and i do think that it it drops bombs on you and it makes you want to come back for more mm-hmm. um and i might i i'll have to read mockingjay again but i do well, th- i mean that is that's what I we're mean, doing here yes um <laughs> I know, Jack. Um, but I you're do... like, I'm not reading Mocking Jay again. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> you can do that podcast on your own. <laughs> Jack pours a drink and talks Mocking Jay. Um, <laughs> uh, I so yeah, I think uh, I think this actually might be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if this one. Probably the first one is my favorite still. But this is a very solid second book in a in a series so mm-hmm. three and a half number one was number one and number two is number two yeah yep. number three is probably gonna be number four by the time <laughs> we're done with this <laughs> <laughs> um i genuinely until we until we started doing rabbits had not thought about how many rabbits i was gonna mm, give it mm-hmm. um i was thinking maybe three and three quarters but i i'm gonna uh just agree with you i think it's three and a half three and a half yeah it's solid I I think it's three and a half. I think it would have been better if it was if it followed a much closer structure to the first book. Yeah. Um, uh, I know that there's like, oh, there's so much to set up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, so, you can't spend 170 pages of setup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's so much slower than you. What, I and I think at the beginning of the Hunger Games, there's also a bunch of exposition. Totally. Like, I think by the time we get to Mockingjay, it's going to start with a bunch of exposition. But at the yeah. same time, I'm going to forget how much exposition Catching Fire started with. Right, right. Um, But now I have a record to remind myself <laughs> to be like, actually, Jack, you you did happen to not like this. A 172 lot. pages <laughs> of not liking. <laughs> the, it feels like that's when the book actually starts. Right, right. No, I totally agree with you. I do, like... As I was reading it, I remember being like, wait, when do they announce that she is in the games again? Like, I know. I'm like, <laughs> when is that coming? Yeah. She's like announced to be a tribute in the Hunger Games on like page 20 or something. It's mm-hmm. like fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this, in this book, it's page 172. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot about like her living her life in her new house that I'm like, eh, we don't really need all that. Like, it's like, okay, cool. You have a nicer house than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Katniss. <laughs> <laughs> I live in a dystopian hell too, but I don't write books about it. <laughs> uh, with that. So any final thoughts about catching fire? Um, another book for the books. Yeah. Another book for the books. I, I liked rereading it. I'm, I'm glad that we're doing series week. It's fun. And I've been eating grapes this whole time. I hope that's not. How fucking dare you! I know. I hope it's not Did audible. Did you bring it up to share the... with the class? Mm. I made that joke about Adderall yesterday. Did you, Jack? Aww. I, I was at a party <laughs> killing it. <laughs> like you do. 
as one does. As one does. Uh, so thank you for listening to the Summer Reading Podcast. Uh, our music is by Nathan Morrissey. He's a good lad. You can find him at Nathan.Morrissey77 on Instagram. We should follow up with him to make sure that that's still his handle. Oh, I think it is. But yeah, good, uh, sh- good point. Be. Yeah. We have not spoken to him in over a year. Oh, Jesus. We're terrible. <laughs> We're terrible. Uh, our editor, who I spoke... Um, Moments before we got on the podcast, is my my brilliant, amazing, lovely, brilliant, wonderful mother Rosa Maria. You can follow her on Instagram, and uh, you can check out her stuff on Etsy at Crochetwell, all one word. Um, you know, maybe buy a hedgehog. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I have been your professor. Uh, My name is Jack. You can find me on Instagram at Jack from TV. And I am your librarian. My name is Marty. And you can find me on Instagram at Marty underscore Beck. T-H-E-K. <laughs> yeah, you're not even bothering with the K I'm now. not even bothering with the K anymore because nobody reads it that way. It's fine. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's like, oh, Marty Feck. Yeah. That's not that, her that's surname. random. That's random. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, th- Thank you for listening. Won't you join us next time when we read The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. I'm I'm nervous for this one. I know, me too. Toni Morrison intimidates me. I love her, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's she's brilliant. That's for next time. I know. Okay, yeah. Bye, friends. (laughs) (laughs) See you then.